what's up everyone this is the 10th episode of basics with kr and uh this is probably only the second or the third time that i've ever recorded two episodes in one day and uh it's it's a new different experience for me especially because i'm extremely lazy as far as these things are concerned but considering just how much chatter has been going on about the crude oil prices and just every single thing pretty much i thought i would uh record this uh, rather quick episode and how it's going to be structured is the first half uh if you will will be divided like it'll, it'll basically contain all of the basics whatever you need to know if you don't want to you know know the entire context of oil if you just want to understand the problem that's going to be the first half of this uh, episode if the second half of this episode will uh you know dive a little bit deeper uh into the problem and the context as a whole i can't really uh you know give you all of the details because i'm not really that familiar with oil it isn't really my security uh equities and such is what i'm most comfortable with this is something that i've also personally researched i was just researching about it so it's going to be like a compilation of all of that plus my views on it so uh make sure you're listening to this episode as well at a speed you're comfortable at ideally 2x it's where it's at man trust me it's going to make this episode so much lesser in terms of you know emotional burden and sleepiness it's not even funny make sure you do that and let's get started all right so this is the third time that i'm recording this one uh this little uh segment because i just felt that it was becoming too repetitive and it was not really making it as easy to understand as it can be so the very first thing that you need to understand is oil is measured in barrels and one barrel is 158 liters rounded off so it's like literally the only reason why i need to know this is because it helps you understand and helps you put things into perspective so 158 liters is one barrel all right then now the second thing that you need to understand is demand and supply oil like any other commodity product service or pretty much anything else that you can think about is uh, is ha- has its price dictated by demand and supply largely speaking all right so uh, you know that's literally going to be the most important thing that's that's you know pretty much influenced the oil prices so far so uh speaking about the demand side now obviously corona virus happened and as a result pretty much from jan feb the the global demand of oil really plummeted and i mean really plummeted because if you think if you can think about it i think jan feb was around the time where people suspended uh you know most of the trade most of the flights were getting cancelled right around march and uh intra country and uh, you know intercity and interstate travel was also getting reduced right around february march not just in india but also in other countries so approximately then is where the demand for oil really went down because if you can think of, if you can think of it the major you know players who would actually want oil are first and foremost refineries because they they are the ones who will actually end up making useful stuff out of the crude but ultimately it's all going to be either airlines 
or you know other freight players transport players or is going to be leisure cruises uh, like carnival cruises and such which have been in the news lately or it's going to be your private transport and you know transport in general uh, so those are going to be the major 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 people who will demand crude oil in in whichever form whether it's you know in terms of petrol or diesel whether it's in terms of plastics and such but ultimately these are the ones who will actually demand crude oil so once the economic activity in general started to fall uh, from as i said jan feb that is when the demand started falling so people really did not want that much of crude so that has an instant impact obviously but the problem is at the same time the supply was not going down we as as we discuss further in the second half of this which is completely optional you can skip it if you want to but as we discuss in the second half the supply did not stop so what happened is the effect of the the price decrease was twofold one is from the demand side one is from supply side both of them acted on the crude prices as a result we saw negative prices yesterday so uh, obviously i'm hoping that you already know that we had negative prices yesterday and that crude has been on a downward trajectory since uh, since the coronavirus pandemic pretty much so uh, that's that's the main sort of context that you need to have about crude first and coming to negative prices now it might sound kind of counterintuitive i'm seeing so much of misinformation out there of people saying that negative prices are uh, an exception to the rule and so on that's really not the case under normal circumstances sure but that is you know it's definitely not an exception to the rule theoretically it's very much possible and practically also it has happened yes yesterday so what negative prices generally mean in very very basic layman terms is that you will get paid to buy crude now it might it might seem kind of odd that hey why would someone just pay me to buy something which is so incredibly valuable and the thing you need to understand is that crude you know measured in barrels traded in barrels i think a typical quantity must be like 100 barrels or 1000 barrels or something uh that you can buy like a lot and when 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 question comes to actually store all of that crude when you actually buy all of that crude when you you can't just store it anywhere right you can't stuff it under your mattress you can't put it in your under your kitchen store or something where it's like all right this is where i keep my oil this is where i'll keep my crude also that's not how it works unfortunately so you have to have dedicated spaces for you know you to uh, basically store crude and there are guidelines on how you can store crude you can't just shove it under your mattress as i said you can't just put it in uh, you know your garage or some i empty room that's there of course in working uh, you know in like in very uh, very practical scenarios you possibly could get away with it but then for the bigger players you can't do that so that is when the storage costs come in now storage costs are going to be consistent with pretty much any commodity whether you talk about crude whether you talk about gold whether you talk about potatoes whether you talk about you know cotton seed whether you talk about metals any commodity which is traded has an element of storage costs because 
the custodian the people who will actually hold on to that uh, you know commodity until you take delivery of it have to pay a certain fee because of you know they have to put it in a warehouse they have to service that warehouse they have to clean it they've got to actually load it unload it all of those things are taken care of by the storage costs so now i'll give you an extremely simple example one that i have taken uh, actually I'd, I'd sort of you know made an image of it if you follow me on instagram uh, then you might have seen this or you might not have seen this depending on how active you are but I posted this uh, little story where I basically tried to show what is happening with the crude thing and I'm, I'm just trying to find it as I as I speak I'm trying to stall you guys uh, hopefully I can find it soon so I'll just cut it here all right so I found it now the example is that you know it's not really feasible for suppliers to store the oil at current market prices you know considering these storage costs which is why you'd want to get rid of it soon now let's say it's going to cost you 10 rupees to store oil we you know actual price is obviously going to be very different but let's say it's going to cost you 10 rupees to store oil you really don't want to lose money on this and you really don't want to lose 10 rupees on this so you think that okay you know uh i'm i'm i've sort of accepted mentally that all right it's gonna be a loss what if i can pay someone five rupees to just take this off of my hands what if you know i i pay someone all right you know you here's five rupees take this with you and it's your responsibility because had you not paid that five rupees you would have been out 10 rupees in that case so technically you know you are saving on five rupees even though you have to spend those five rupees in the first place and this could be any number and the math would sort of check out whether you're paying seven rupees to someone you are saving three rupees whether you're saving whether you're paying three rupees to someone you're paying seven you're saving seven rupees so this way essentially you are paying someone uh you know a lower cost than what you would actually have to spend if you were to store it yourself and this is where the negative prices come in because now uh think about it you know if 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 those storage costs are going to be too much for you you don't want to bear them which is why you'd rather just push the burden off to someone else which is precisely what has happened here so an example that i found to better understand this crisis that's going on and when i say crisis it's kind of stretching it it really isn't a crisis it's more of a temporary thing uh but it's think think of think of you yourself as in as the owner of a bar all right so you are expecting a thousand liters of a certain beverage to uh come in and you're expecting the sales to obviously be thousand uh liters let's just say so thousand liters coming in because your sales are going to be thousand liters and you're very certain about that you've you've sort of tested that since years and that's how it's 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 just working perfectly so uh you know lo and behold coronavirus happens and your your bar is obviously short no one's coming in so uh you are stuck with a thousand liters of today's uh booze basically and tomorrow a new shipment of a thousand liters comes in and you are like holy shit what do i do with this so a few days go by one week goes by let's just say and uh, you're still sitting on what 7000 liters of booze now 
And once that's happened, you're thinking that now I'm running out of storage space. So on the eighth day, before the shipment comes, you go out, you search, you take a loudspeaker, and then you basically tell people that, hey, just take whatever booze that I have for free. You literally shout that on the microphone and a few people come in, they take a few thousand, uh, you know, liters of, of booze, but then that really isn't enough. So a few days later, you think that, all right, you know, I, I really can't afford to uh, buy another warehouse to store all this booze and I can't refuse delivery of it. So because it's not going for free, I'll pay someone 10 rupees to just get 1000 liters off of me. It's a very hypothetical scenario, of course. But then next day you go with the loudspeaker and you say that, hey, whoever can take a thousand liters from me, I'll give you 10 rupees. So at least you don't have to store all of that. And eventually, 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 it so happens that no one's willing to, you know, take your 10 rupees and still take the 1000 liters. So you end up paying someone 100 rupees and then they're willing that, all right, I'll take a 1000 liters and so on. So that way, that negative price sort sort of keeps on happening. Now, uh, that is pretty much as close to how you can get to what the scenario was because this is it's called a futures contract you can search on it uh, on google or whatever but then you have to take physical delivery of it and if you don't have some place to store it you can't really just you know reject delivery you have to take delivery of it which is why it went in negative you're paying people to just make it their liability so that's a nice example that i found okay so this is the second part that i was talking about you can Really, you can feel free to skip this if you do not want to uh, get bored by just so many more of theoretical and more of, uh, you know, contextual background on crude markets in general. So whatever we spoke about up until now is pretty much enough uh, to understand how things are going and what might happen in the future. But if you still want additional context, then this segment is going to be for you. So I'm going to give you three seconds uh, to either piss off or continue. It's completely your choice. It's not going to force anyone. Three, two, one. Let's get started. Now, ultimately, what we really need to understand and what everyone wants to know is, is this sustainable and is my petrol and diesel price going to go down? So whether it's sustainable or not, it definitely isn't. Negative prices are more of a temporary thing. And several experts have been saying uh, that, you know, this is mostly a one-time thing. It's, it's highly unlikely that we see another event like this in, in the future. You know, even if we don't say that in the near future, in the future in general, it's unlikely that we see an event like this. So first off, it is very much temporary, which you need to understand. Second off, whether it's going to impact how much your fuel costs, it, it probably isn't. Hate to break it to you, but that's really not how these things work. If you if you are seeing posts on how the government is looting you and how you know there's this very elaborate conspiracy to loot uh, the working class people, that, that is unfortunately not how it works. As much as we would all like free fuel and be paid to use our cars and such, uh, that's that's just not how these things work. So no, it is not going to result in 
you know a very sustainable decrease in prices a temporary decrease in price possibly sure can't rule out but then if you are expecting two years down the line for you know like 10 rupees per liter for petrol that is really not going to happen and uh, if you if you still think that's going to happen then please just read up further into this and you'll understand why it's it's a very flawed concept and a flawed theory to begin with so that is the very you know biggest question that's there on everyone's minds and the second question which is there uh, for a lot of people is how exactly does this impact indian equity markets and equity markets in general so you know there is no real notable impact of crude prices in general on uh, the market now short sure, today the markets did go down but that's also because there was this entire paranoia kind of situation which was created so that is and of course the other reason so that that can be completely uh, you know removed from the equation but generally speaking crude prices don't have that much of an impact on uh, you know on your day-to-day functioning of the stock markets and your prices of the equity stocks so no this is not going to result in any major 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 difference unless you're talking about a company which has uh, you know a stake in oil trading firms and so on such as icici bank which uh, is obviously down eight percent right now so unless it's that kind of a scenario you're not looking at a major impact the companies which might impact even slightly are either omcs or airlines or similar companies which have a lot of use of oil so omcs oil marketing companies such as iol uh, iocl uh, bpcl hpcl and all those companies reliance they are essentially in the business of you know selling oil now i was reading an article because of course i i really did not know a lot about this and as it turns out their margin their marketing margin it's called a gross marketing margin is between two to two and a half per liter two to two and a half rupees per liter on retail fuel on normalized basis when the prices fall their marketing margins are expanded to between 6.5 to 3.8 rupees per liter for diesel and petrol respectively so of course their marketing margins are increasing which is a good sign and it's said that the impact of every 50 paise increase in the marketing margin could potentially lift the expected earnings of the omcs for the next fiscal year in the range of 15 to 30 percent so if you are confused by all of that uh, you know very finance speak then it essentially means that when the oil prices are going down it's good for omcs because they get a larger margin but you might see stock prices are not going to indicate that directly so you could possibly just ignore that as well the second type of company uh, which will have a very direct impact are airlines now airlines of course have a massive usage and a massive requirement for fuel and how these things basically work is uh, at least in the airline that i had interned at they had basically uh, you know without giving f- away a lot of information about uh, you know their their tactics and such because i don't think i can disclose it they had basically in one way or the other fixed the oil price that they end up paying on a rolling average of sorts so because of that they would not really get impacted a lot by this 
but then the effect of that would be sort of delayed so of course you know in terms of sentiment of the market there might be an impact you know people might think that a hey, nice cost reduction for airlines but then practically speaking that cost reduction would be there in a very lagged phase of sorts so that is the second type of company which might get impacted uh, because of these lower oil prices apart from that the broad market is just too complex and it just has too many variables uh for it to have a very notable impact uh you know for crude to have a very notable impact so that's something to consider now the other part is how does crude actually impact the economy is this reduction in the crude price going to impact uh you know the indian economy and and the answer to that is largely speaking yes the negative pricing will probably not impact it because it's it's pretty specific to the futures contract rather than the market as a whole but lower oil prices of course mean that the country as a whole has to pay lower in usd to acquire that oil and as a result we have a lower deficit which is a good sign but because the demand in general for the crude has not really picked up that much it means that uh, you know it's really not not certain what kind of an impact we would be looking at on the economy but yes the economy on the uh, the impact on the economy is definitely there so let's move to the next part now all right so the year was 2020 and saudi arabia decided that they are going to up production to 10 million barrels of oil a day to win customers at cheaper rates and this has actually happened i was you know i was trying to narrate in a very weird voice but then this is that this had actually happened saudi arabia wanted to win the price war that's that's pretty much going been going on since forever uh to win new customers and they were planning to produce up to 10 million barrels per day to you know basically entice customers into buying from them at cheaper rates and the rates were going to be very very steeply discounted i think uh, around 20 25% cheaper than market which is obviously a very attractive deal for a lot of countries and for a lot of uh, companies so that was their reason behind increasing the supply and they did this knowing well that the coronavirus pan- uh, pandemic was sort of inching towards seriousness they did possibly did not quite realize the extent to which how things can really go wrong in a situation like this so as a result uh you know eventually what what they did was they were prepared to keep prices of oil of their oil up to 42 rupees 42 dollars per barrel not rupees but up to 42 dollars per barrel which is approximately their budgeted break even now obviously the prices have gone down quite a lot since but they have 170 billion dollars of excess reserves from profits of uh, oil and such to just finance whatever deficit happens by selling cheap oil so right now it's probably not really giving them that much of an impact they already have a massive reserve that they can just sort of pull money out of to pay for these and finance for this uh, fallen prices but then that was their entire game plan now in order to understand why this game plan was there we need to understand what opec is and opec is basically a cartel now it was founded in the 1960s and uh while they don't really explicitly say this but then their main aim is to fix prices 
and uh, you can check this out on investopedia by the way it's it's a great resource to just understand things in a very easy manner so they are basically there to sort of fix or standardize to the extent possible oil prices but then that failed because of a lot of reasons you could possibly just read up on that uh, on google there are several news reports available but then that failed so saudi upped uh, their production to get new uh, you know buyers and it was working russia also said that all right here you know you aren't the only one that can uh, you know increase production we are also going to do that so they also increased production and this was you know a few months before today a few months before recent times so because of all that there was a sudden increase in uh, the number of you know barrels being supplied and to put things into context here 10 million barrels per day the saudis sort of uh, you know target is around half of us us's daily requirement a few months ago so you could just imagine how much saudi was planning on you know supplying so all of that of course led to an increase in supply which led to the initial fall in prices because of that us shale uh, you know which is an more of an expensive product sort of um, was getting beaten by saudi and so on so uh, also mexico cut back on their oil production canada cut down on their oil production a lot of things ended up happening because of all of that which is more of a recent consequence but then since then supply cuts have been there like very frequently but it really did not solve the issue because pretty much the damage was already done what really added to it was the fact that apparently us etfs were buying a lot of paper oil and they had a lot of paper oil positions long positions in paper oil because of course it had fallen down to quite an attractive level they wanted good returns for their investors but then because of i i believe the amount was around 25% of all open positions were uh, these paper oil positions as a result you had to sort of deliver on that and you had to take delivery of it but you really can't take delivery of just that much of oil which is why uh, apparently what happened is that these prices just went down and there is literally a wall of text here that you can see on forbes's website and it'll give you a lot of additional context on what the us etf is is you know all about what the problem is all about but in very simple terms in very working terms that is what it meant so effectively the issue if you think about it is kind of threefold the first part is that demand for oil really went down by quite a lot the second part is that supply for oil went up quite a lot because you know these countries were trying to get new customers for their oil and the third part here is the us the us us etfs trying to increase positions get into long positions right before the expiry uh, of the futures contracts to just you know get a better return so all of those things really backfired and as a result the us futures were down in negative price now uh, again this is more of a temporary thing oil prices will stabilize eventually and uh, you know that that it 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 is to some extent it's being made a bigger deal than it is you know people are really panicking so much about this 
but also to an extent it is such an unprecedented event that it's not really something that we can take lightly and i hope that you know these countries which are which were just increasing supply for the sake of it slowly and eventually understand that you know their blind and uh, pretty much endless pursuit of acquiring customers by just being cheaper is probably not going to work out in such scenarios because uh, a lot of experts a lot of business experts not just economic experts are expecting up to 24 to 30 months to get back to normalcy and that's obviously a lot of time so if uh, you know saudi and if russia and if any opec plus countries want to uh, get back their normal oil production then it has to be done in a very phased manner because as we've spoken about at length right now i mean this is if you are still listening to this i really don't know what kind of superpowers you have uh, but i'm really glad that you are still here but then as we've discussed so far there are just so many issues with demand with supply and just with so many things in general that blindly increasing supply is probably not going to be the best course of action going forward and i'm sure that even saudi has learned their lessons somehow and you know things sort of corrective action is going to be taken i remember seeing a news article that us is going to buy uh, a lot of oil uh, to just add their reserve and make sure that the market is stabilized so that is uh my take on the oil situation and yeah all right so you know i'm 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 really glad i'm super pumped that you are still listening to this episode and it really does mean a lot to me uh because of course when i'm when i'm speaking so much when someone actually listens to the entire thing it's a crazy feeling and i'm not quite sure how many people who listen to it till the end because i know that uh to some extent this has been quite a long and a drab episode but then uh i'm not really that well versed with oil and it's not really a sort of topic that you cover every single day which is uh, what has really not made me uh cover this that sort of engagingly in in a more exciting way uh but if you are still here uh then you know pat on the back f- to you uh this was this was it for this episode of basics with kr number 10 and uh, the events that are happening in the world are certainly unprecedented as i've said probably a million times by now and this really 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 is the time where you should be learning more about finance in general and analyzing the markets and of course investing once you have the cash because you know of course i'm not saying that the markets will recover very very quickly but whenever they do you need to be invested in them and this is this is going to be a very nice opportunity for those who are going to be ready for when the markets actually turn up so make sure that you are part of that group and hopefully with these episodes you will be better informed than other people who will miss out on the train and will miss out on the bus so i hope you found this helpful and informative and this has been quite a long episode my throat is hurting as well i'm sure your ears are uh, aching for silence by this point uh, but once again i really appreciate you listening this uh, listening this far and uh, yeah let's 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 see you in the next one